we're going to look at something that will help us again. In fact, I'm going to try and complete the word I um, started the last time. But let's pray and ask the Lord to help us in looking into his word. And so, Father, we come before you this morning. We pray, Father, that you help us as we delve into your word. Lord, we want to be changed. We want to be more like you. We don't want to be um, people of the flesh, but we want to be people of the spirit. We pray that the entrance of your word will burn into our hearts and bring light so that we can walk in it and be doers of your word. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So the last time we was looking at this topic of repentance from dead works, we were saying that in order for us to see mighty revivals, or we want to see um, great changes and breakthroughs and, and things like that, we were saying repentance is very key. <clears throat> in fact, before Jesus came on this earth, one of the first things that was actually preached and proclaimed was repent, prepare the way of the Lord. John the Baptist came and he was proclaiming repentance and repentance was being proclaimed and declared. Repentance is a very important issue, um, topic because in order for us to actually walk in those things that the Lord would have us to, we need to walk and exercise in repentance first because it's repentance, then faith towards God. And the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. But there has to be repentance first. The foundation needs to be set. And the last time, <clears throat> so um, we looked at Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 to 14, which reads this. For when the time ye ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God are such as we, as such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is, in, is unskillful in the word of righteousness. <clears throat> For he is a babe, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full, full age even those who are by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptisms and of the laying on of hands and of the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permits. One of the things we said the last time in order if we want to build a house on a piece of land, it has to be, we have to get the planning permission. When I was taking my son this morning to basketball, I saw this big banner saying no houses in this this land let's leave out the countryside as it is and obviously they, these people are pushing in fact it was 2,000 houses they wanted to build 
in and around um, the Maidstone area, those nice country lanes. But in order for that to happen, they need permission. And when God comes and he looks at our lives, he needs to inspect our lives. He needs to see, can the house be built? Is everything in place so that the edifice can go up? And if repentance is not in place, then you cannot move forward. Because remember, we said in order to please God, there has to be faith. But in order for you to get to faith, there has to be repentance. I believe a, a, a many of our parents, to be honest with you, at times is that we've not repented. We're walking in sin. We're walking in unforgiveness. We're walking in bitterness. We're walking in sin that, and, and deliberate sin at times because we, we enjoy it. And at times we just need to look at the mirror and look saying, listen, man, be honest with yourself. You enjoy what you're doing. And the moment that we're honest like this, that's when God can help us. But when we're deluding ourselves and thinking, I'm okay, I'm all right, I'm all right, and you're not, you're not going to be moving forward. You're going to be marching on the same spot over and over again, going round and round like the children of Israel. And at times when the truth comes and is spoken, it takes a lot to say, you know what? I need to change so that I can be more like Christ. Because this is what it's about. It's about being like Jesus. Thinking like Jesus. Talking like Jesus. Behaving like Jesus. So that we can be an example to the world that we're living in. And we said that repentance is not an emotional decision. You know, at times we make lots of emotional decisions. But repentance is not that. It's not like, oh, I feel sorry. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, I'm repenting here. Lord. And all the tears are flowing. They're coming out. This, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. No. It's not emotion. It's a decision of quality that we make when we are wanting to change. And when we give our hearts to Christ, when we gave our hearts to Christ, that was a, a decision that we made within our will that caused us to um, progress and move um, along the way in getting to know Jesus. And unfortunately, sometimes when people give their hearts to Christ, it is an emotional decision. And then when they make an emotional decision, they have a, an emotional experience in, oh, I don't feel like it anymore. But it's not a feeling. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. We shall live, we shall walk by faith. So when we, 
When we think of the word repentance, we, as we said, we usually define it as regret or being sorry or being remorseful. But when you look at the Hebrew, it means something like that. But the meaning of this means to turn around. It means to turn back. So it's a physical action. That's Hebrew. Then the Greek is a change of mind, which is metanoia, which we all know. So when you bring these two meanings together, repentance means this. This is what I've um, defined it as. Repentance begins with an inward decision that will lead to a change of direction of how we live and we conduct our lives. And that's how, that's what repentance is about. In the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 12, it says, Therefore also now saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. It's interesting. We can do all the religious things. We can fast. We can pray. But we can have our heart in such a way that we're not turning. We're just staying the same way. We're not repenting. We're not changing in our mind, in our actions. So in this, these verses of scripture, it's saying that we must turn, we must change. We must say, Lord, I repent of sins, that things that you've highlighted to me, things that I've done wrong. Because you know what? In the year 2023, we want to see significant things. But I believe one of the fundamental things that we're going to need to consistently walk in is repentance so that they can, God can fan the flame of revival and fire and zeal and passion for him and for his house. Because then true faith will come when we do this. And you know something? A change in a man's conduct is when God will change his judgment. When a man decides, or a man or a woman decides to change their, their mind, God's judgment can change over their, their life. The Bible says like how, there's, there's numerous scriptures where people have repented in the scriptures. And when they repented, God had mercy upon them. And the judgment, the original judgment, that he had for their lives was changed. In the book of Chronicles, chapter seven, um, chapter seven, verse twelve to fourteen, it says that the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, "I have heard thy prayer, and have chosen this place to." 
myself for an house of sacrifice. And if I shut up heaven, that there will be no rain. Or if they command the locusts to devour the land. Or, or if I send a pestilence among my people. If my people, which are called by, by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek, them, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin and heal their land. And this is a perfect picture of what it really is like. If we want to see breakthrough, God moving, there needs to be a humbling. There needs to be repentance. And in that scripture that I mentioned earlier, seeking God with all your heart. Don't, not hiding anything. Not, oh Lord, I'll keep this here and I'll bring this over here to you. I'll, I'll look at, this is what I want. No, we bring everything before him. Everything. Even the things that we're, we feel so ashamed of. So we looked at the fruits of repentance. We said that it's a change in our values. Our values will change when there's fruits of repentance. So you think differently on what you value to be important. You think differently on what you value to be important. When you repent, you know that it's not about us, but it's all about Jesus. It's all about him. We're doing this for him. It also means like a change of lifestyle. So our approach to how we live. It also means a change of our relationships. Sometimes it will mean that you'll have to cut certain people off because you're changing. You're repenting. The scripture says in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 18, Whosoever walketh uprightly shall be saved, but he that is perverse in his ways shall fall at once. Another version says, He that is corrupt in his ways shall fall at once. We said that repentance, number two, repentance involves a firm decision of the will. It's a decision of the will. And when the, the opportunity comes to do that sin again, and if we jump for it, that is not true repentance. I'm not saying that we won't struggle, because at times we have things that we're all struggling with. But if we just grab it, two hands and can't wait to go and do that thing then this is what I was talking about where that thing that you love you need to bring it before the Lord and say Lord I love doing this thing you know it's dishonoring before you it, and other people like don't, don't like it but I like it but Lord please help me then we mentioned that in the, the book of Luke chapter 15 verse 17 to 19 about the prodigal son and how he was given his, um, his, his um, inheritance. 
He was given his inheritance. And the Bible says like how he squandered it. He spent it on righteous living. And then the Bible says like how he came to himself. And in verse 17, it says, and when he came to himself, he says, how many hired, hired servants of my father's have bread enough to hunger and spare and perish? I perish here with hunger. I will go to my father's house and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. And as we know in the scriptures, the Bible says, like how his father welcomed him with two, his two open arms. And they, he put a, a, a robe on him. He put a ring on his finger. He had a party because his father came back, his son came back. And his father welcomed him and embraced him. Because he made a, a quality decision. He made a decision of quality in order to make, and, and he, he physically went. So he made that change in his mind, and then there was an outward change. And God was able to move in his circumstance. You know, sometimes when we have circumstances in our lives and it feels very overwhelming at times God wants to get our attention you know and he allows these circumstances to come and you think what the heck is this what what's going on here the Lord is wanting to get our attention to say look look to me not to yourself at times we Try to dig in and look at our own resources, looking at our education, looking at, at all the, the books on the wall to try to draw knowledge, information, to try to change the situation. But God is saying, look to me. And he's saying, come to me because the Bible says this, that he that is in trouble, let him pray if there is trouble if there is a circumstance that is way beyond your imagination and way beyond what you can do to overcome call upon the name of the Lord call upon his name cry out to him with all your heart whether it is his relationship problems financial problems job situations call to him and as you call to him he will direct you in his word he'll give you comfort he'll give you peace he'll give you joy he'll give you direction he'll give you hope because this is one of the things in this world that people are facing hopelessness but we serve a God who wants to give us a hope and a future. One of the other um, 
things that um, repentance involves, a, we know that repentance involves a, a firm decision. But one of the other fruits of repentance is this. Having a renewed mind. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 to 24. It says, Then you put off concerning the former conversation or the former lifestyle. The old man which is corrupt is in lust, is corrupt in lust according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you may put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness. Um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 to 24 says this, Then throw off your old evil nature, and old, your, the old you that was the partner in your evil ways, rotten through and through, full of lust and shame. Now your attitudes and thoughts must all be con constantly changing for the better. Yes, you must be a new and a different person, holy and good. Clothe yourself with this new nature. So we need to put off this old nature. That was another version, by the way, as you've probably gathered. But this, we need to put off the old nature and receive and put on the new one. And the way we do that is, as is spoken in the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success when you declare with your mouth the word of the Lord and you speak you speak it over you mutter it over you think about it you meditate upon it you see it you visualize it you see yourself as a child of God you see yourself being victorious in the Lord you see yourself putting off the old nature the old man the old habits the old things that sought to dominate and control your life God will then start to implant the word of life that will change your heart that will change your life another fruit of repentance is this is that God enables us to us to repent he enables us in Acts chapter 11 verse 18 it says when they heard these things, they became silent and they glorified God saying, then God has also granted to the Gentiles repentance to life. Because at this time, it was just lots of the Jews were being converted, but they were starting to see, wow, God is allowing Gentiles to be converted and come to Christianity as well. But God is the one who allows, who helps us when it comes to conversion and repenting. And in 2 Timothy chapter 24, verse 26, 
the Bible says a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, must be kind to everyone, be able to teach and be patient with, with um, difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. by him to do whatever he wants. And then the last part in this section is the fruits of repentance is, is that it's a requirement for salvation. It's a requirement for salvation. The scripture says in Mark chapter 1 verse 15, the time promised by God has come at last. He announced it. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. So believe and keeping the way and, and, and living the way you want is not the way. It's believing and keeping the way that he wants you to do. Like believing, repenting, and living um, holy before the Lord is what we ought to do. And I want to mention this, the five distinct ways that we can exp um, express um, repentance. So it's specific confession. So acknowledging our sin. The scripture reads in Psalms 32 verse 5. It says, finally I confessed all my sins to you and I stopped trying to hide my guilt I said to myself I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me all of my guilt is gone every one of us at times we try to hide our guilt our shame but David here says that I you know I, I tried to hide it but listen man I I confessed it. I acknowledged it. That's the first thing we need to do in order for us to um, express repentance. Another thing, another scripture in that regard is in Psalms chapter 51 verse 2 to 4 and it reads this. Wash me. Everybody say, wash me. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone I have sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say. And the judgment. Sorry, I was just reading parts of my notes there. But David, after he um, repented, he received the word of the Lord from the prophet Nathan. This psalm was written to actually repent 
and turn away from the sin and acknowledge the sin and to turn away from it because he acknowledged what he'd done was wrong. And God had mercy on him. In the process, he had to have judgment, but he acknowledged his sin and God forgave him. Another way to express repentance is confession. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. And another thing I'd like to mention on this um, is that there should be, when it comes to repentance, there should be no blame shifting. No blame shifting. Putting it on other people. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 12, the Bible says, The man replied, It was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. It was the woman. It wasn't me, Lord. It was her. It was, it was her. No, 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 no. Us men have to take responsibility. We have to embrace where we've gone wrong. And there should be no blaming. We have to give, the Bible says that it is appointed unto man once to die, but afterwards a judgment. Every single one of us have to give an account for our lives, and every one of us have to give an account for how we lived our lives. And everything that, our, our lives is going to be as, as, as displayed, it's like a display on the television. And everything that we've said and we've done is going to be just out there. And this is why it's important that we just say, Lord, you know what? I'm, I'm the guilty one. I'm the one that's at fault. As opposed to pushing it on someone else. Saying it's, it's, it's my parents' fault. It's, it's, my, it's my dad, it's my mom, or it's my wife, it's my friend. Take responsibility for your actions. This goes from right for me, right every single one of us. Because at the end of the day, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. And the Bible also says this, all, that everything is naked and open before the eyes of the Lord. To me, that scripture is really scary, you know. Everything. You know those things you think you can just hide away in the closet that no one will see. I know I've got stuff in my wardrobe right now. I'm hiding, right? Clothes, maybe I want to just chuck in this, chuck in there. No, I don't want to see it. But sometimes, you know what? God, he wants to open those closets and see what's in there. Because at times we want to hide things. And God doesn't want that to happen. He wants us to be open and transparent. And I know it's not easy at times. But if we come humbly and we come sincerely and we come acknowledging our sin, he will help us.